Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Ruling the Games. I'm Lisa Wagner, and joining me today is my favorite podcaster, Tails Paul. Um, well, actually, I said that kind of weird. His name isn't Tails Paul. His name is Paul, but he goes by Tails in most games and in Game Center, right? I know a lot of people who know me better by Tails. That's Either right, Tails. Works. That's why I, I think of that first, and uh, then I think of your actual name. So anyway, Paul, thanks so much for joining Hi. me. Hey, um, so we should also give, because the way where Paul and I met is actually on one of the, um, well, still the best overall gaming forum around yes, on mojofarm.com, M-O-J-O-Farm.com. Yep. It started off as a We Rule website, but for those of you that played, you know the rule is gone, but Mojo mm. Farm lives on, and now it's just a great gaming site, right, Paul? Yeah, yeah, it's... Um with the game went, um, yeah, the personalities, and it's just a bunch of friendly people these days. It's really, really nice. It is. It's a great group, and also I think a lot of the credit goes to the mods that do. Oh, absolutely. They're, you know, sometimes you go to a forum and the mods are either not active or they're so, so active that they're like the only ones posting, you know? Yeah, exactly. And Mojo Farm's always been... Um, They've always had a group of mods, even when some have changed over the years, that are you know active in the forums, but mm -hmm. really are great at encouraging involvement and just keeping it a nice place so that people feel safe and and want to post and want to be involved. Exactly. And I did they're a good bunch. I did notice I hadn't been in a while, and I saw that Snowmani is now a mod. Yes. So that's really cool. She was one of the first people. I kind of connected with back years ago oh, when I first found the site. So um, she's been there a long time too, and it was just—it's kind of neat to see that. Yeah, yeah there's, it, the, the promotions. Um, whenever someone gets a promotion, it's always a pretty epic thing. There, yeah. There's usually a celebration thread for that person, and it's usually ten, fifteen pages long by the end. Yeah, <laughs> well, because not only people uh, that you know they pick. Um, usually, usually pick mods that people like, and so there's that piece of it. But also, um, it's just always a great reason for people to just post happy things, you know. Exactly, so it's, it's great. So we're always looking for random reasons. That's right. And speaking of happy things, before I forget, we're recording this on January the fourth, and there are still a couple days left in Apple's twelve days of Christmas giveaway. And um, Paul, why don't you tell, you're the one that told me about this. Uh, so why don't you tell everybody what that is? Uh, it's pretty much, it started Christmas day and it's going for 12 days beyond. Um, every day they're giving away something free. Um, and we've also noticed that it tends to be region specific. So what we get in the U S is different than what they get in Canada and different than what they get in Europe. Um, they're giving away music, games, movies, books, TV episodes, just completely off the wall, random stuff every day. Some of the some of the stuff's really weird, but some of the stuff's really cool too. It is, and it's it's free, and you know. So the cool thing is, hey, if you don't like it, I mean, so you can just delete it. But there's still a couple days left. So if you're listening to this, um, you know, January fourth or fifth, or I guess the sixth will go that long. I don't know. I can't. Add. Uh, I get no. It stops. I guess on the sixth. today's day ten. 10. Okay. So there's still two more days. So, uh, so it'll go till the sixth and, you know, check it out. You download the app and then the app, um, alert can alert you if you allow it to when it's available to download that day. Mm -hmm. And it's usually available for like 12 hours or so, something like that. Yeah. It's like sometime in the, sometime in the early AM it yeah. procs to the next day. I don't know yeah. exactly what time though. 
So yeah, check it out and um and you know, who I mean, who doesn't like a freebie? In fact, the movie they had a few days ago was Hugo and I'd never I seen that. it. And I, I watched it and I really enjoyed it. So, you mm-hmm. know, that was cool. But what we're really here to talk about today are games, games, games. And uh, what we're going to do, I think, is talk about um, some of the games we really enjoyed this year and then maybe a few that are new and just coming out. Um, One of the first ones I want to ask you about, Paul, because I think I probably heard about this from you as I do most great games I play. (laughs) Um, My number one source, my game pusher, um, my connection is Mm -hmm. Little Inferno. Tell everybody, this is just a preciously wonderful game. Oh, good Lord. Um, Little Inferno, uh, it's a fireplace simulator. You throw things in the fireplace and you burn them and you get rewards for doing so. There's a whole lot of more story to it than my briefest of summaries. Um, There is no IAP requirement. The graphics are gorgeous. Everything burns fantastically. And the story progresses as you go through it and by the end of it you're literally choking tears but if if you know if you've followed the story closely it is it's pretty it's pretty um, tear jerking at the end what happens it is very sweet and the cool thing about the burning the stuff is you have um you have things you're supposed to um create so mm-hmm. you get clues and then you have these different objects you can choose from. And by combining, by burning like two or three things at a time, you can then create the object. Yep. And so sometimes, you know, you'll try and you'll just burn stuff. You know, you won't create something um, that you needed. And then sometimes you do. And as you, the goal is to, you know, is to um, create all of those objects on the list. Mm-hmm. And they unlock in groups. But what's so, I love that you mentioned the graphics because some of the things that I accomplished, I had to burn multiple times just because I love seeing. The fire. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The graphics are amazing. And uh, so once I got through everything, um, or pretty much I was close, sometimes I just, you know, I just went through and burned stuff. And then later I think I went back and I, I burned stuff again just to see some of it. But you know, once you get through all the burning, then there's another story that continues to close out the game. And that's the really sweet part, but we don't want to be spoilers. Um, did that, that, did that come out this year? Came out January 14th. So it just qualifies for our subject. Perfect. But it is, it's a neat game. And, um, so if you haven't played it, um, and, and also, too, you can kind of play it at your pace, although I will say that it was the kind of game that even though I could pick it up and just play for a few minutes, I rarely only played because, yeah. you know, you yeah. just get drawn <laughs> in and then you just keep going and going and going. So, you know, I think I... Like, what if I burn this and this? What if I burn these two items together? Yeah, and I think I went through the whole thing, you know, in like a weekend or something. But yep. um, but it's pretty cool. And it is nice. You buy it, and then once you buy the game, you don't have to buy anything else. Correct. So, um, love that. Number one piece of advice for anybody chasing achievements in this game. There is one achievement that you are pretty much guaranteed to miss out on your first playthrough, unless you're warned in advance. The achievement... Basically, what you want to do is early on in the game, the corporation in the game is going to send you, is going to give you a certificate for one free hug. 
when you get this certificate, you need to hold on to it till the very end of the game. Do not burn it, no matter how much you may want to. Do not do anything with it. Just leave it in your inventory and deal with the fact that it's going to take up a slot of your inventory. But it's completely worth it for the one achievement because if you don't have that thing at the end, you don't get the hug achievement. And then you literally have to play the entire game over again if you want that final one. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. I, you know, fortunately, for whatever reason, I didn't burn it because I didn't know how critical that was. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, I think it was that I just couldn't bring myself to burn a hug. Yeah. And, you know, because there, there's something even from the very beginning, there's this, a very emotional component to this game. Yes, it's a very, it very connects you with it. It yes. really does. I mean, the it's first like, time, the first time you get a letter from the little girl next door. Yes. And you're just like, whoa. Yes, it has. Even though you're just reading this, it really um, took on, you know, a voice for me and a person. The music. Yeah. So, music. so I held that hug, and then I was so glad when I did um, mm. that I, you know, because when it came up, and then I realized, oh, this is how I can use it, you know. So. That, that's a good uh, good advice. You know, I did that with um, uh, Swordigo or Swordigo. At the end, there are, I like that you can um, you can choose different endings. Yes. And I actually went back and did that a couple of times and did different endings on that. I don't remember now what they were. It's been too long, but that was never got cool. one. I never got the final achievement for doing 100% of that game. I got to like 98%, and I could never find the <laughs> last hidden like doohickey i could Uh, never find it and i eventually got so annoyed i just considered the game done oh i i didn't do a hundred percent i know i mean i don't know how high i know i did less than you but um if you couldn't do a hundred percent maybe it's just so hidden so that nobody it was and apparently it was one of those things where you either got it along the way because it was like it was like a hundred like hidden things that that you could find in the game and if you missed one you had no idea which one you missed, and there's no options. There was no yeah. screen in the game that could tell you which one you were missing. So if you really, really wanted it, you had to re-explore every inch, nook, and cranny of the entire freaking game a second yeah. time. That's crazy. And I only got through like a second time, and then I was like, you know, I got, I got to call it. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I think that's what our last podcast was on. Was that I game? Think so. Well, yeah, yeah, it's that's a great game though. It's it is fun, but and it reminds me a little bit of the next game I want to ask you about mm. that I just started playing that you've played, it, oh, and boy. that's Oceanhorn. Oceanhorn, what yes. a neat game! Oceanhorn, um, action RPG, top down third person perspective. Um, so pretty much you're always seeing like an angled view of your character in the distance. Um, it's analog controlled, so you got one control for your moving around, and the other side, you know, it's like your left hand will be your analog for running around, and the right hand will be jumping, kicking, attacking, using spells, interacting with everything in the game. So you can't jump. I haven't figured out how do I jump in this game. Uh, did I? No, actually, you know, I don't think you can jump. Okay. I don't, I don't know why I said jump. Um, or you can, but it's an automated thing. Okay. Once you get a certain thing in the game, like you'll run towards, like you probably have already seen a couple of them in the game where you see like a chest off on some little rock and there's a couple little platform rocks in the way. Once you get a certain thing, you'll be, it'll just like you'll run towards it and you'll just automatically jump across them. There's oh, no okay. actual manual jump button oh, that, okay. that I know of. Okay. But um, anyone who has played on the. I want to say, n- not the Wii, but I believe it was the Nintendo 64. 
the um, Zelda games, the um, cel-shaded ones, Wind Wakers, the entire Wind Waker series. This game literally is, by the developers themselves, they said that this game was their way of proving to Nintendo that it can work on Apple devices because Nintendo says it can't. Uh-huh. So it's like you're literally playing a Wind Waker game with a new story and, in my opinion, much better graphics. It's gorgeous. I mean, it's beautiful. beautiful. The islands are beautiful, but then the first time um, I set sail and you know, we sailed yeah. over the ocean, I was like, wow. <laughs> This is just so. And even I mean, even the sailing has got a mini game of its own. So yeah. there's just so much to do in that game. There is, and there's a lot. Um, it's you know, it, there's a lot of little interaction and a lot of a little detail. You know, just as you're looking through when you're on the island, there's just a lot that you can look at and slow down mm-hmm. and touch. And I, I think I'm I'm not that far into it, but I really like it. Absolutely. It's a very good experience. I'm not as far as I'd like to be in because, um, well, one of my New Year's resolutions was to actually play more of the games that I buy and download every week and to actually beat more of the ones that I play because I'm so easily distracted. Yeah. I know. By the time I actually play a game you've told me about, you're already like on your fifth other game. Like five other games later. (laughs) I'm like, you're still playing that? (laughs) And then you're like, well, did you beat this one? No. <laughs> but you got to hear about this new game I'm playing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, you, yeah, but you know, I mean, that's the other side of it is they are games, right? So it's they're meant to play. And, you know, what's kind of neat, I remember back in the day, you know, when we bought albums. And, um, it, you know, I'd buy an album. And sometimes, you know, you buy one for a specific song. Yep. And then, like, later, it's like you would discover songs on the album or the CD. Yeah. Like, you know, wow, like, it's kind of neat. And um, I find that sometimes with the games, like, even when I've downloaded several games you've suggested to me, and then it may be months later that I go back and I actually Something play. Something clicks. Yeah, yeah exactly. and then I'm like, oh, this is a really good game, and oh, this is really neat. And I think, um, so I'm, I'm sometimes I'm late to the party there, but uh, uh, a lot of times, though, when the game, a lot of these developers will put a game on sale, mm-hmm. or they'll even make it free for a period of time. So when I hear about those, a lot of times I'll grab it, I'll get one of those texts, go download this right now. <laughs> yep. And I will, and then, you know, later I can always go back and find it play it so it's a great experience that's kind of cool now another game that i have downloaded and i i played for like about a minute just opened it up but i haven't really played it that you're into i think these days is clumsy ninja oh my god yes so talk about that clumsy ninja um it's cute you are in control of a ninja obviously um, and, it's, and it's, you're training him. You're training him to become an expert so he can find out what happened to his female friend that we all assume is his girlfriend. But they don't ever actually say so. Okay. Now, by training, this means you're going to be pulling out um, balls to throw at him that he deflects, punching bags that he punches, trampolines that he bounces on, and doing all these things awards you experience and coins. You experience gets you level up. You unlock more things. You eventually unlock a farming mechanic in this game where you get you buy like plants and stuff, and mm-hmm. you can periodically click on them for coins. You know, it's just kind of like the model that we are all very used to on the App Store. Um, coins are used to buy additional training equipment and used to buy regular routine toys. As you progress through, you'll earn additional 
belts and this progresses the story, there is absolutely always a quest to do. I mean, always, 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 always. There's always a bazillion of the quests. And later on, it's you start getting quests from, from some very unique sources. Um, this game has an IP mechanic in it, but from personal experience, I don't recommend buying the IAP currency. This game is feels opposite of um, most other IAP-driven games. Most IAP-driven games, all the best toys, all the best experience generators, all the best gadgets are bought strictly with IAP. Well, in this game, absolutely every single thing in the game can be bought with in-game currency if you're of the appropriate level. You can buy it early on with IAP, or you can just level up, be patient, and wait till the quest tells you to go buy it, and then buy it. Okay. And you can buy it with in-game currency. So, and because the, because of how in-game currency driven this game is, I always recommend if you're going to support the developers and buy a two dollar or a five dollar package from them, buy the in-game currency package because that is what is going to keep you moving at a steady pace. That way, you don't ever get one of those quests that says buy this new punching bag and you're like a hundred grand short. Oh, you won't be. Okay. It makes a lot of sense. I made one $5 purchase with this game when it came out, and I knew I was going to be addicted to it. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I have never wanted for anything that I've bought. Mm-hmm. I've always had enough money because it, they, they reward you. It's, the game gives you an equal balance of leveling up and in-game, you know, mm-hmm. currency rewards for everything you're doing. So it's, you're always within an hour or two's effort of buying absolutely anything you need. Well, and, you know, that's an interesting little tangent I want to take you on for a second because mm-hmm. I think that, um, you know, a well-designed game is not only a game that works well, you know, that functions well, looks good, you know, all those kind of mechanics, but also where they have figured out a really good model for how they're going to profit from the game in yes. a way that is not gouging their players, you know? Yep. So whether that's charging an upfront fee or whether that's charging to unlock certain levels or features within the game or buying whatever, but it, instead of trying to drip, you know, make you have to pay for everything you want to basically in order to play the game and have fun, you have to spend money. Instead, they give you actual like, you know, additional content, but they figured out how to do it in a way so that over the course of the the days, weeks, or months, or whatever it takes to sort of go through the game or complete the game or enjoy the game on an ongoing basis, you're not really spending that much money. I mean, what exactly. do you think? No, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, unfortunately, there's only a handful of games out there that have really hit that mastered mark. I mean, Clumsy Ninja feels like it. Uh, what other games? Um, well, Tiny, like Tiny games- Tower was really balanced. Well, like we just talked about, Little Inferno. You know, you didn't have Little to buy Inferno. anything. Don't have to buy anything. And then an Ocean Horn. I don't know. Is there an IAP in that? I don't think there is one. I don't think there is either. I think it's it a costs, premium title. Yeah, I think it costs like five bucks or something. Yep. Um, and that's nice too. You know, I don't mind spending because I mean, gosh, when you think about, that's that's really cheap for a game. Um, mm. but some of these that um, where you pay, they're either free or a few dollars, but then. Well, you're, well, I'll tell you one I used to play, um, and I still have it. It's the oh, you know, the ones where you make frogs, frog, not frog pad. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Um, the um, I don't. Um, yeah, you know what yeah, I'm talking it was, about. It was a frog breeding game. Yeah, yeah. And what was neat about that is 
they had a few things you could buy that the were... people who made it also made um dragon veil okay yes and um the thing well dragon veil got expensive to continue to play in my yeah opinion. but the thing with the frog game and it's going to drive me nuts until i think of it but um what they did there was they had like you could buy um different uh different features that made that gave you additional capability within the game. So like if you wanted to be able to have eggs in any of your other um, areas and not just the nursery, that was like a, a $3 upgrade or something. And right. so you, you unlock some additional things, but it was for a set amount of money. And then you got this other capability instead of just trying to, you know, get you to have to always spend money in order to be able to get any of the content. Yeah. Um Dragon Vale is similar. There's like um short term investment, long term gain. Mm-hmm. Um we used to have on Mojo Farm, I don't know if they still have that thread going, there was a team thread because every day you could give yeah, one real that. money currency to yeah. six friends. And so we would form teams of six who would give everything to everybody. So it's like you were earning six real money currency a day in the game. It was very easy to not spend any money. And that, that is a, that is a very true. good developer. You're that right. developer is very good about that. That's true. I forgot about that because we were on team and we even did a podcast, two podcasts on that. I, I think so. I forget why I stopped playing it then. Dragon Veil teams, please check in. There's the thread. Uh, we were both on Team Cookies. That's right. It was the first team, I think, that formed. Yeah, and we were the only one who actually took a name, and that's just because I insisted we'd be Team Cookies. That's right. We're Team Cookies, and we had Bankai, <laughs> I think, right? Ban- and- is it Bankai, Intellibit, and Duncan's Mom. That's right, Deb. Yeah, yeah, that was great. I don't know why. I don't remember why I stopped playing, but um, that it's a neat game. It got repetitive for me, and I fell behind. Maybe that's maybe that's why it was. You and know. I don't like missing out on seasonal content, and it's yeah. pretty easy to not get very lucky and get the latest holiday dragon. That's right. You know, I think that's what's coming. You know, what's coming back to me now is they were pushing content out so mm. fast and furious, and I didn't want it. You know, when a game becomes like a job, you know, yeah, it, 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 it became it very difficult to keep up. Yeah, that was it. I think that was what drove me away. It was too hard to keep up with it, and so mm. I just sort of had to let it go. It's nice when you can – that's another thing about a good game is, you know, being able to meter out the pace, especially when it involves either new content or contact with other players. Because one of the things with games, a lot of these like farming games where you have to um, interact with somebody or they lose something – you know, um, yeah. then it becomes, you know, how, how much activity do you want to sustain? And I like the entire being, Facebook community. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I like I like being able to sort of come and go with the game, you know, mm-hmm. uh, play a game a lot if I want to. And then put it aside and not I may not pick it up again for a while, you know, exactly. Come back and everything's still waiting for you. Nice and neat. That's right. So there's there's definitely um, a fine line there and how you. Um, build it. Now, one thing that's kind of cool that games are doing more is allowing interplayer interaction that is just, that's real time. So, like the first game we ever played, I ever played with you this way was Air Wings, and we did a podcast on oh, that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's where you, you know, um, you have to both be playing at the same time. So, somebody isn't waiting on you, or you don't have to, if you're not playing, they're just going to find somebody else to play with, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that was the first game I ever played like that on my phone where, 
you know, you actually interacted and played at the same time. You could talk, literally talk to each other, you know, and now they have a lot of these games that have like built in chat programs and stuff. So that's kind yeah. of neat too. So you can coordinate. I guess what I'm saying is what's nice is then you can coordinate uh, you know, with your friends. So it, you don't exactly. have to play, you know, if you're not going to play for a while, that's okay. And then when you're back, you could say, Hey, I'm back. And you know, Mojo farm fills the gap for all the games that don't do that. But yeah, yeah it is nice when the games have that. Absolutely. And that was a big thing with we rule, you know, was the whole issue about ordering and being on vacation, the yeah. whole gone fishing thing, you know, yeah. to let people know, Hey, I'm going to be away from my game for a few days. So, you know, um, and yeah, that, that w- it was Mojo Farm was essential for that. We were at one point the Mojo Farm at one point was the only community for the game outside of Facebook until um a couple of the guys from Mojo Farm broke off and made ngmocogames.com. I remember that, but for a long time it's like even even for for a while even ngmoco was mentioning Mojo Farm is whenever people had questions about community. Oh, yeah, it was very active. And I think part of that is in the very beginning, um, it was a great place to go to for content. Mm -hmm. You know, so if you wanted information about, you know, how much things cost or what was available, you know, um, now it's it's mostly just a forum. But back when it was a We Rule site, they Mm -hmm. had all that game content, too, which we had developers posting all the time. We had two or three developers active at one point. Yeah. So that was really a help to people, too, especially if they were starting out and they wanted help and knowing, you know, how to level up faster and stuff, you know, which game, which businesses were more profitable and, you know, all that. And then, of course, the community spawned off of that. One of my yeah. favorite things was when new content would come out and everybody would gather around to check oh, it out. Oh, posting the pictures. Everybody, yeah. the, there was a couple of us yeah. that would always race to see who could make the first post because whoever made the first post got to make the, who you know, their post was the official one and the other ones were locked. And Yes. And, and there and Ava, if you're listening to this, um, one of the things that's so frustrating is when someone would make that first post and then they would go away and not yeah. come back and update. And they wouldn't come back and update it with all the specs and content and everything. We were like, hey, that's a rule, you know? Yes, and I remember PMing with Ava once about, I was I think I was bitching about that. And um, she's yeah. like, I know, and it's sacred. If you make the first post, it's sacred. You have to update it's it. It's like you are obligated to be <laughs> active for the next six hours minimum with That's updates. That's right. That's right. But that was part of the, but that was the whole fun of it, you know? Yeah. Oh, um, you remember um, who was it that used to have, he used to data mine the game. He would, every time a new update would come out, he would like dissect and tear it apart and he would like release images of content that hadn't come out yet. Oh. He, he was. <clears throat> Yeah, I can't remember who it was that did that. I can't think of who that is. But it's a um, I, man, I can't remember. Oh, no, it's been you know what? It's been like almost a year, right? We rule. Um, it closed down, down in March, actually. In March, okay. It was one of our losses for 2013. That's right. Yeah, because it started in March, I think. I think they ended it like on a right at an anniversary point. Because did think it start so. around March? I honestly don't remember. I think it was 2010 when the game came out. I could look on the App Store and I can tell you when it came (laughs) out. But yeah, that definitely was a loss. Um, You know, it it shut down. It's a shame. It was my first um, online game. It was my first iPad game, iPhone game. It it basically was the game that got me into iOS gaming. Oh, yeah, totally sucked me in too. I mean, 
that was definitely and there's the, been there hasn't been another one with its level of customizability no, since no it was special i mean the it was uh the whole combination of the graphics the interaction the mm-hmm. ability just this yeah it was great well so what were some other great games so we said goodbye to the rule this year but mm-hmm. uh we we noted a couple that came out this year little inferno ocean mm-hmm. horn clumsy ninja yeah. What are some other games that you one oh another game I haven't played but I downloaded from uh, your suggestion is that um, Assassin's Creed Pirates? Yes, that is a lot of fun. Um, if you go in there and you look at it in the App Store, you're going to see that it's getting middle to mediocre reviews. There's a reason for this. It's not because the game sucks. It's not because it's hard to play. It's not because it's full of IAP, because none of these are true. There is no IAP in this game. It is a premium title. Um, it is fun to play. It's turn-based combat with your ships. Um, involves a bit of ducking and dodging that remotely reminds me of Infinity Blade. The reason why it's getting mediocre reviews is because there was really no reason to put Assassin's Creed in the title. It has absolutely nothing to do with it aside from a few familiar character faces that make absolutely no references to the Assassin's Creed franchise. They could have called this game Yar Weeby Pirates and it would have uh, okay. probably gotten five-star reviews. So people are expecting something else when they download the game. Yes, they are, and it is a bit okay. misleading because of that. Well, I, I've downloaded it and I opened it, and all I can say is that it's gorgeous. I mean, I plan yes, to is. play it. And, you know, what's interesting is I wouldn't have downloaded it if you hadn't told me because Assassin's Creed, the franchise, means nothing to me, and mm-hmm. the, that name wouldn't attract me to a game. They um, really should not have named it that. Yeah, I can see that. It's good to know, but it looks beautiful. Now, you said it's turn-based, but are you playing the game well, or are you playing somebody else? Okay, it's not turn-based. Um, when you're in combat... You are, as a default, you are in the view of standing on your boat with your cannons in front of you, and you can see the enemy ship. Okay. Your cannon ability has a cooldown, and you can see the enemy ship's cannon ability has a cooldown. Okay. When their cooldown expires and they go to attack you, the camera zooms out to a third-person perspective of your ship. And what happens is you see two lines appear from the enemy ship to yours. And you can either hit the left arrow or the right arrow to speed up or slow down to get out of it. If you get out of it, you take no damage. If you're partially in it, only the balls that, you know, only the cannonballs that actually would hit your ship physically count, that sort of thing. So you go through a bit of a duck and dodge game. It's like playing um, dodgeball as a kid. Okay. You know, that sort of thing. You can, you can turn, you can um, speed up, you can slow down, or you can fire, um, Ah, goodness gracious! I can't remember the name, the the term, the historical term. Um, cannonballs, caltrops, caltrops. It's two cannonballs with a chain wrapped in between, and what that does is it interrupts the enemy's attack. But in any case, after two or three attacks, it pops you back into regular combat mode. Now, when it's your turn to shoot, you um you get two lines coming off, and that's basically anything in between those two lines is what you're going to hit. You move your you move your finger. To put it to where it's going to hit the ship, and then you let go with your finger, and the cannonballs fly, and the enemy takes damage if you line of sight at it. You've got to deal with the enemy. He's going to be speeding up and slowing down, so you've actually got a bit of a trajectory game going on here when you do that. Um, So is it it like an exploration game, and then you find along the way? Okay. 
there is a lot of um once you get out of the essential what is the tutorial the pirate that's basically teaching you everything says meet me at this point and you can actually see it if you open the map where he wants you to meet him but you don't have to go there okay you can just sail around you can find random people to shoot at and pillage <laughs> you can um there are there is a group called the brotherhood which we all assume is the assassins brotherhood the brotherhood of assassins mm-hmm. And they'll give you challenges, you know, like get to the sail to this point and then sail back in X amount of time, things like that. You have time limits and stuff, but you can do whatever you want. And then you spend all of your spoils. You get all sorts of loot and stuff from enemy ships. You spend it all upgrading the various aspects of your ship. Um, When you level up, you unlock additional crew member slots and you can spend, um, you can hire crew members at taverns. And they come with them certain perks that you can assign on a talent tree. You can upgrade and level up the perks. There's a lot of neat things to it that keeps the game entertaining, along with the gorgeous graphics. Yeah, I have to say, that alone made me realize, okay, I'm going to definitely come back to this because it's very um, majestic looking. I mean, just. It's the second most beautiful game I've got on my iPad right now. What's the first? Infinity Blade 3. Oh, okay. Well, then let's talk about that. Well, we're. Okay, well. Just, um, yeah, Assassin's Creed, premium, worth it. Get it. Pretend there's no Assassin's Creed in the name. Yeah, so, so, okay, before we leave that, so is Assassin's Creed a series of other games or? PC and console, Assassin's Creed franchise. Uh, Okay, okay. Currently spans five titles. You got Assassin's Creed 1, 2, Revelations, 3, and Black Flag. Okay. Which is where Pirates gets all its influence from is Black Flag. It's a pirate game in the Assassin's Creed universe. But it does a bit better of a job of and you know, of putting the the reason for the Assassin's Creed title on it. You're like a gaming wiki. I, I You're like my own little live gaming wiki. If I have any gaming questions about I, anything, you already think- know it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay, well, it's good to know. So, um, it's definitely worth checking out. I, I, like I said, I downloaded it and just took a look at it, and that look was enough to tell me I will definitely be playing that game. And the, the uh, story is a bit silly. The fiction, well, the story itself is decent, but the actual things that the play, the characters say, is a bit tongue in cheek. Uh-huh. It's like, do they talk like a pirate? Yes, they do. <laughs> it's like this one pirate. He's like, "Yar, I'm a pirate," and then like my guy's like, "Well, I want to be a pirate too." And he's like, "Well, instead of swashbuckling you, I think I will give you a ship." And then your guy's like, "All right, give me a ship." And then all of a sudden, you've got a ship. And I'm like, "Did that just happen?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that aside, it is yeah. a good. Thing. Okay, well, good to know. All right, so yeah, I don't play Infinity Blade, but you know, tell me about it. It's so beautiful. It's so very Infinity Blade franchise is a very. Um, satisfying franchise it's popular i mean i definitely heard about it when you just are really annoyed at real life at your job and stuff and you just go in this game and beat the snot out of something (laughs) for a couple minutes and it's just very gratifying um but did it start is it is it ios or is it also a pc game or i think infinity blade one was eventually ported to Android, or they were talking about it. I don't know if they ever actually did it. But in the Infinity Blade franchise is um, a flagship title for the iOS. Yeah. For a long time, they every time they introduced a new device at like Apple conferences, they would showcase the abilities of the device with 
footage from the latest Infinity Blade game because the Infinity Blade game is one, Infinity Blade game uses the um, um, uses a certain graphics engine that pushes the limits of the devices. It's the, like the you do not find more beautiful than Infinity Blade when it comes to gaming on the iOS. Well, you know, back when I first discovered We Rule and it was on the Plus Network, um, and then um, Obagi, you know, bought the Plus Network and and moved it in there. But back in the beginning, you know, and you would have friends, and then you could like see you could look at other games that your friends had. Yep. And almost every friend I had had that game. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I I didn't play it, but it was like everywhere. It was like it's it, there was it wasn't possible to play a game and not know that that game existed. Well, Infinity Blade is a very easy game to get into, a very easy game to play, and a very challenging game to master. Um, okay. You're literally staring at your character's backside at all times okay. when you're in combat. And in front of him is always going to be some really big, angry, mean titan that wants to clobber you. And... You literally, it's all touchscreen. This game could not be played on a non-touchscreen device because of the way it's played. You swipe your fingers to the left, to the right, up, down, and like you block and you parry. And you got arrows at the bottom for dodging left, dodging right. You got a button to pull your shield out and block. You got a spell button that does like a finger gesture, like you draw a circle and it does like a fireball spell. Or you make a U and it heals you, things like that. And it's that it's really action based. It's really explosive combat. The characters have always got these really epically awesome poses. The animations are top notch. And when you beat a Titan, there's no better, more satisfying moment than just how you beat that Titan. You know, you gain experience, you gain coin, you occasionally gain loot. And that loot can come in the form of anything from gems and armor and weapons and shields to um, herbs because Infinity Blade 3 added herbalism to make the potions that you're always chasing after. Now, do you buy the game or is it IAP or how do they make money? It's a blend. It's got both. It is um, normal price, like six bucks. Okay. If I want to say correctly, I'm staring at it right now. Um, if I be- remember correctly, it's currently $3 right now. It's currently 50% off. Oh, nice. Yeah. and um, So I may have to just buy it for, for some eventually to have it. Yeah. There <laughs> is IAP currency in the game. Nothing explicitly requires IAP currency to game in order to succeed. There's a lot of things, quality of life things, that um, just can help out but even most of those things can be circumvented with just in-game currency if you have patience well you know what jumped out at me too when you were talking is um the part of the conversation we had earlier we were talking about a well-crafted game and that game has been around for a long time the fact that they're still i mean you just said it's one of the most beautiful games on your ipad and you've had literally hundreds and hundreds of games on that ipad Mm -hmm. so that says you know they're keeping the quality up and they have clearly found a way to keep giving their their players more and more content and not charging a fortune for that. Mm-hmm. So that you know, I mean, that kind of intrigues me right now as we're talking about it because you know they're doing something right to still be around that long. 
Um, because I think what happens with games is they fall away either because people get bored with them or they become too expensive or difficult to maintain or they have to charge so much that or they choose to charge so much that people don't want to pay that. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's all those things can cause a game to, you know, to go away. But for a game to still be around for years like that, that's pretty good. Well, what's really neat is Infinity Blade 1 started um, out as a um, demo. <laughs> wow. It was a demo. Uh, what happened was, um, let me see here, Chair Entertainment, they're a division. They're actually owned by um, Epic who is a major PC first-person shooter maker. Well, Epic turned around and decided we're going to make a graphics engine for the Apple devices. And what, pe- what developers can do is they can buy a, li- a license to use the graphics engine and then instantly have these beautiful, shiny graphics for whatever game they decide to make. That's very cool. Yeah, but Epic needed to have something to show it off to show off the capabilities, the potential of their graphics engine so that people would buy into it. So what did they do? They made Infinity Blade. And all Infinity Blade was was you just, you beat up a whole bunch of mini bosses all the way up to the final boss and then you either won or you lost. And either way, you came back. um, It was like, you came back, I want to say it's like a couple years later, game time, as your character's son, and then you played through as your son, oh. and then you came back as your son. And you, but it, Infinity Blade One, it was your son. But there was a whole lot more. When they decided they were going to make Infinity Blade Two, they um, they put a book out, and it just it, the lore, the background, it just went it went oh, from okay. a demo to an entire. So they created like a more of a universe and a right. whole mythology oh, around it. Oh, good lord, yes. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it started out as a demo and then turned into the signature franchise for the App Store as far as premium cutting-edge graphics. Very cool. Well, someday, you know, I, I said this before, maybe I haven't said it in a podcast, but someday I am going to make a game with you. I really want to do that. I need to learn more. Um, It'd be a fuzzy little bear chasing cookies. <laughs> I know. But seriously, I think it would be so fun. That's uh, that's my my next career that I want to move into. Um, I don't know that I'll ever get to it, but um, I think it would be fun to to make games and and I and to make them in a way that you know. Um, I don't know. You, you, it's like you want games to be fun. You know, there are too many games I've gotten rid of because they either became too expensive or they turned into like a part-time job. They required too much maintenance. And at the heart of it, a game should be fun. All these mm-hmm. things, all the games that you've glowed about, you know, here even today, it's been because they've been beautiful or because they've been fun. Or, There's been something that's attracted you to Or emotion, you know, there, it, 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 it made you feel something or made you think about something. And so that's what's so great about the great games is they do that, you know. It's yeah. more than just a, a, t- uh, a way to pass time. It, you somehow, some part of you gets engaged into the game. Mm-hmm. So very cool. Yeah, the Infinity Blade series is great. All right. Well, this has been so fantastic. You know, I want to thank you for helping me reboot this podcast. We kind of let it go for a while. But yeah. um, it was a busy year. We got distracted me. by shiny objects. That's right, shiny objects. But I'm, I'm uh, more settled now. I moved this year and a lot of stuff happened. But um, my life's a little slower again. So I want to pick this back up. But before we end this podcast, I want to ask you, is there anything on the horizon that you're kind of looking for? 
Oh, goodness gracious. Um, you know, so it's anything that you're watching for, or, you know, and that's okay if not, you know, um, just, I've learned to ask because you never know with you. Mm, yeah, well, let me quickly go to the proper forum that I surf and I can tell you which ones I'm freaking out over. Uh, Baldur's Gate 2 is say, being ported. Say that again. Baldur's Gate 2. Okay. It was a the Baldur's Gate series started out as a um, RPG in the early '90s, early mid '90s. It was on the PC. It was the first, and it was um, one of a kind. You had an entire party. You could hit pause, issue commands, and everything. It was a tactical RPG of sorts. And they've been stead- They've been working on getting the Baldur's Gate games onto our tablets, and they play incredibly well on the tablets. So I'm really looking forward to that. It's an, it's a great RPG. Epic levels. It it'll be premium. I think Baldur's Gate one was like ten dollars. Okay. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Blizzard Entertainment, their Hearthstone game. It's a card game, but it's by Blizzard, and it's in you know it's a Warcraft type of universe type of card game. I'm really looking cool. forward to that. It's free, but apparently, from what I understand, it's um, very friendly. Okay. Let's see here. You know, another trend that I like with some games are um, mm-hmm. where they will let you, it's free, but then you can pay a fee to either have ads go away or to unlock the other levels. Yes. So, like, you can start off, you can get to maybe a few levels, so you get to play the game, and then, you know, if you want it, then you buy it. And I think that's a great cost model, too. Oh, absolutely. It's basically you're downloading a demo, and then you hit the buy button. Um, uh, Miss Tales, um, my wife, she uh, she is crazy about those touch exploration games, you know, where it has a list of things you need to find and yes. you touch it on the screen. She absolutely adores those games. And that that business model has been like a core aspect of that gaming genre on the iPhone and iPad for God knows how long. It's like Big Fish games. I was just going like, to say, does she play Big Fish? Cause they, she loves yeah. Big Fish. Yeah. And all of them are like that. Every yeah. single one of them starts out that way. Yeah. And you... You get it free, and then you buy it if you want to, and it's really, really nicely done. I, I love those. In fact, one of my um, I like that. There's a couple that I've played, the the fishdom ones where you're building the aquariums, mm-hmm. and also um, I like the garden ones where you're like the lost object stuff, and then your goal is to you you're know, building the gar- you you're building build the garden and stuff yeah. right as the loot that you make from finding the stuff. Yeah, she's got a couple of them that she plays. She's got one in particular, like Royal Society, I think is the name of it. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah, very good. Well, we will have to do this again, and uh, this was a good sort of uh, catch up from our last podcast. We got to yep. cover a lot of games and. We'll figure out which uh, which ones we want to focus in. Yep. Summary of um, our time since our last podcast. That's uh, right. We played a lot of games. We didn't beat very many of them. And we were constantly <laughs> distracted by new games. Uh, samplers. Game samplers. That's 2013 in a summary. All right. Very good. Well, Paul, thank you so much. Um, enjoy. Happy gaming. And, uh, you know, gee, I don't know. Um, let's see. We used to have a, a We Rule type of sign-off. You know, mm. um, I guess I'm still going to say happy ruling. Yeah, happy ruling. Rule the games. All right. Rule whatever game you play. That's right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.